Good morning, Rabotai. First off, a very special thank you to the Friedman family for sponsoring today's shear and breakfast. Shkoyach. In honor of the big mazel tov and milestone of the community, having the city council unanimously approve the mikveh project. Shkoyach. Yes, and a very special thank you for the last minute addition from Eliza Sloan to have the props that we're discussing in person with the Krispy Kreme. Thank you for that addition. And a thank you to Reb Chaim for the orchestration of the breakfast and the setup. <clears throat> what I want to do is just a quick chazar of last week <clears throat> to, get our, to get our footing here. We mentioned two different halachos of Pas, Akum, and Bishul Akum. And we said each one has a chumrah and a kula. So pas akum, the Mishnah speaks about the idea that really, if it's all kosher ingredients, minhat Torah, there should be no problem. Chazal came along and they said, because lechem is the, the ikr suda, that's the staple of our survival, and they were concerned for becoming more familiar and friendly with our non-Jewish neighbors. So they answered Pas Akum. Initially, it was an Isser across the board. However, they saw that it was a It was too restrictive. And therefore, they pulled it back. And they said, If the bread is baked in someone's private home, then the Isser is in full force. You cannot eat that bread even if you know the ingredients are kosher. However, if it's pas palter, <clears throat> meaning that you're buying it from a non-Jewish bakery, then the Isser of pas akum does not apply and you're allowed to be lenient. We saw machlokas the Mechaber when are you allowed to be lenient regarding pas palter? The Mechaber said that's only true if you don't have Jewish bakeries that are motsui, that are around and available. The Ramal, though, said that once they pulled back the Isra of Pas Yisrael regarding bakery bread, that was true no matter what the situation is, even if right next door to Publix you have, you have the Hamish bakery, Pas Palter is still officially mutter. So even those who followed the Ramah, we mentioned that on Shabbos and Yontif, where there's an Indian of covered Shabbos, it's not only Zohar, it's appropriate to be careful and avoid even past palter. We mentioned this in Machlokis as to how far does that not only Zohar go. The Mishnabura seems to imply that that's true for anything on Shabbos. You want to have a snack, pretzels, cookies. Ideally, it should be past Yisrael and not past palter. That's why at the Kiddush, right, we try, and this is really a policy and try to maintain that shul, is to have crackers or anything like that, Jewish brand, so it should be Pas Yisrael and not Pas Palter. Sharet Zion mentioned that there is a different shita in the Achronim. The El Yerabah was of the opinion that the only time we say Nochon Lizahir to avoid Pas Palter on Shabbos is only by Lechem Mishnah, which makes the whole thing not that big of a deal. Just means the challah you're using should be pas Yisrael. Besides that, you want to have pretzels, cookies, no problem to be pas palter. But ideally, we try to stay away from pas palter 
for anything on Shabbos and Yontif. Other time is a Sarasamei Tshuva. Right? During those 10 days, a Sarasamei Tshuva, we avoid even past Palter as well. Okay. So the mass of Kula... Even for snacks or anything. Even for snacks or anything. Not just bread. Right, right. So the mass of Kula of Pasakum is Pas Palter. Anytime you're buying bread from a bakery, from a store, Minhadin, it's mutter, even though the entire baking process was Al Yudei Nochrim. The Chumr of Pas Palter is that, assuming you're getting the bread from your neighbor, so it's Pasha Balabayas, it doesn't make a difference if it's Ola Shulchan Malachim. It makes no difference the quality of it, how chashiv it is, no matter what, it's Osir. Then we spoke about past, then we spoke about Bishalakum. So Bishalakum, we said, is a similar idea, even though all the ingredients are kosher and the pots and pans were totally fine, but if the entire Bishal process was accomplished all yaday nochrim, it's Osir. And there, the massive Chumrah of Bishalakum is that there's no distinction if it's just going to your neighbor's house who's cooking something, or it's a, it's a bakery, it's a, it's a store. They said this Isra applies across the board. That's the Chumrah of Bishalakim. The Kula of Bishalakim is, we said in order for it to be us, you have to have two factors. Number one, it has to be something that's not edible in its raw state. It's only through the cooking process is this thing now roi lechila. And the other factor is that it has to be something that's ola al shulchan malachim that you would serve in a very fancy um, environment. So the first thing is easy to define. If it's not edible, it's not edible. And Bishel makes it edible. The second thing seems to be more subjective based on time and place. And that's not so poshit. So the Chumrah of Bishalakim is it applies no matter where or where it's coming from, from someone's home or someone's company and business, across the board it's Usr. The Kula is that you have to have both of these factors for it to actually be a problem. Okay. There are two areas of these halachos where we find an interesting bridge between the world of Chalik base of the Mishnah Bura, the halachos regarding what brachos do we make on different items, and the issues of Yoridea, Kuf Yud Beis, and Kuf Yud Gimel. So the first is donuts, right? Baruch Hashem, can we all hold up our donuts? Let's eat it quickly before we get to the maskana of the shir. <clears throat> I want to address donuts, and I'd also like to address coffee, right? Coffee goes with donuts. Okay. You give a mouse a cookie, he'll probably ask for a glass of milk. If you give a man a donut, he'll probably ask for a cup of coffee. So, regarding donuts, the big question is going to be, are they considered baked, right? They fall in the category of pas, and therefore we could utilize the heter of pas palter, that's coming from Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme, no problem, even if there was no Jewish participation in the entire thing, or do we say because it's deep fried, which is not a baking, that's a bishel, we view it in the category of bishel, in which case 
doesn't make a difference that it's coming from a store. It should be us or assuming it's not edible in its raw state and it's Ola al Shulchan Malachim. Question. Yes, yes. So it's a similar, right, a similar Shiler. Moshe actually has a chufa regarding bagels. Bagels we know are basically, they're dough, and then they're boiled, and then they're baked. So Moshe held, because ultimately they're baked, we view it as pas, and therefore you're allowed to buy a Lenders Bagels or any other company. Lenders is probably... Anyway, but you're allowed to buy bagels from a store because you have the head there past pulper. With donuts, though, because they're not baked, they're only fried, then we have the shayla, is it in the category of bread or the category of bishel? And that will have major, major halachi ramifications. Now, just to note, Entenmann's donuts, those are baked, and therefore that would for sure be pas. And that's why... Even though there's no Jew involved with the baking process, pas palter, it would be mutter. Okay. What about if you eat enough that you, could, you would have to bench on it? Oh, so this we're going to get involved with right now. Let's take a look here on our sheets. This is page four. This is in Kufsa Meches, famous Simon and Pasavakisnin, Sif Yud Gimel, known ever since uh, the Mesorah in Europe. This is known as the Donut Sif, Sif Yud Gimel. Even something where its dough is thick, right? So it's not like a watery batter, but it's mamish chala dough. If you were to cook it in water or deep fry it in oil, you would not make hamotzi on this. Even though when it's done, it still has that appearance of bread because it was cooked, it wasn't baked. And even if you were to say that when you're making that dough, it's chayiv to be mafish chala, nonetheless, you would not say hamotzi. The birchas hamotzi eno holech ela achar shasafia. Because the bracha of hamotzi is based on the baking, not based on its state when it was uh, a dough. So that's the first opinion of the machaber. <clears throat> now, just to get clarity here, he's referring to regular bread dough, right? You don't have sugar and oil and other things mixed in. It's mamish flour and water and maybe some yeast. You make a big dough ball and then you deep fry it. So the first opinion of the Mechaber is, Bore mene mezonos, since it's fried, it doesn't get the brach of hamotzi. Okay. V'yesh chalkim. However, there's an opinion that argues, this is the shita of the Rebbeinu Tam. V'omrim d'chol shetechila sa'isa ova. Rebbeinu Tam held that any time the dough itself is thick, even if afterwards it becomes softer by cooking it in water and it becomes like a donut, where does this word sufganim come from? 
It's dough that through its cooking process it becomes like a sponge, like a svug. You make hamotzi because I don't care that you cooked it or deep fried it. It starts off as challah dough and therefore the brach is based on the dough, not on the, on the maskana, on the end result. So that's a machlokis that the machaber brings. The Ramad chimes in with two words. V'nogu lahakel. Our minig is to be lenient. It's a little bit surprising. What does that mean, the minig is to be lenient? We have a machlokis. Is this dough that's deep fried, is it hamotzi and berchas amazon, or is it mezonos and alamichio? Be mekel. What does it mean to be mekel? <laughs> right? Oh, so generally we have a klal suffix brachos lahakel. Now, usually suffix brachos lahakel means I'm not sure if I need to make a bracha, so don't make a bracha, right? In this case, I'm making a bracha no matter what, but you could argue if you paskin like the first opinion that it's mizonos and alamichia then you're just making one bracha before and one bracha afterwards. If you pass like the second opinion, that it's hamotzi and bracha samazon, so then you're making one bracha before, but you're making four brachos afterwards. <coughs> What's that? And washing as well. Okay. Isn't that a suffix the rice? That could the rice? Oh, it's a good question, right? It's amazing. As we bring up the caliber of the food, we also bring up the caliber of the discussion, right? Probably not a coincidence. <coughs> Oh, yes, Yatza Sod, Yatza Chachma. So Reb Chaim's asking, granted we have a principle of Suffolk Brachos Lahakel in general, I'm not sure if I made a bracha in my coffee, so I'm not going to make one. But when it comes to a bracha de Raisa, the two examples are famously Brachos Amazon after benching and, and Brachos Torah, right? Although that's a machlogus, we pass in Brachos Torah's de Raisa as well. So here we have a suffix, whether or not you have to bench, wouldn't that be suffix de raisa lechumra? And we'd say you should bench. Same, but the whole thing is a suffix. Do we view it as bread or do we view it as mizonos? So because it's a suffix, and we have a shayla of whether or not I'm chayiv to bench, the benching itself is not dependent on on the bracha rishona, necessarily. If you don't know how much you're going to eat, then you end up eating more. Okay. I want to just pause for a moment and welcome our fearless president, <laughs> Mr. Huda Wasser. <laughs> this is the, uh, the power of peer pressure <laughs> and the influence of social media. <laughs> That's a... <clears throat> oh. So Lamai said, let me ask you a question. Is this really a suffix de Raisa Lechumra? So we pass in that the only time you have a Torah obligation to bench is if, is if you eat Kedai Svia, right? You have enough that you're really satiated. So the Mishnah Bura points out, this whole discussion must be, you're not eating Kedai Svia. I'm not eating to the point where I'm really full. 
Because if you're eating to the point where you're full, then you would taka say, it's a suffix de raisa and of course you would bench. This is talking about a case, I'm only having six of them, so, right? <laughs> I'm only having a bite or two, and therefore I'm not kadei sviya, and the Ramah says, no gulahokal. What does the machaber say? What's that? Right, but the question would be like this. The Pashib shot, the Machlokis here in the Machaber, is that the first opinion says Mazonos, reviewing this dough that's deep fried, pretty much the same as noodles. Right? Noodles, no matter how much you eat, it's always Mazonos and Alamichia. Because noodles are not even possible with kisten, they're not bread-like. So you always make alamechia. The yesh cholkim, though, right, this is the sheet of the Rebbein they held that this is mamish bread. Mamish bread. I don't care that you deep fry it or you, you boil it. It's bread dough, and therefore it stays hamotzi. So, oh, so the nafkamina would be, let's say, a donut. <laughs> right? <laughs> If you yeah, take yeah, apples, apples would be a bagel, a bagel that's Mizonos. I mean, in Montreal, they're very popular. The Mizonos bagel. Right? Are you bringing in the question of Mizonos bread? <laughs> <laughs> How about we'll hold off on the Mizonos bagel idea for a second? But let, let, let's let's say instead of just regular dough that you're deep frying. Within that dough itself, you have a lot of oil and sugar and other wonderful, healthy ingredients that alone nixed yesterday, but was clearly overruled. <laughs> One time. <laughs> What's that? You got permission. Oh, wow. It's amazing. And a service. Quiet, quiet. Okay, in a discreet. So if you have something like a donut, so there, even if you were to argue that we view it as, as bread-like, you still wouldn't make hamotzi on it. It's not going to be more bread-like than a piece of cake. So applying this machlokus to a case of a donut, the machlokus would be, do you treat a donut like noodles, where no matter how much you have, it's always mazonas and alamechia? Or do you treat a donut like a piece of cake, where if you're just going to have one piece, it would still be mazonas? But if you're going to eat kedei svi, you're going to be koveya suda on it, then you would make hamotzi and you would bench. That would be possible to kiss them, yes. So this machlokus regarding mizonos versus hamotzi would be the same machlokus with a donut. The, the machlokus would be mizonos versus mizonos. The only issue would be if you have enough that fills you up, then the second opinion would say you make hamotzi and you bench. Fine. <clears throat> so it comes out just with this application of the machlokus and the machaber, if you're going to have one donut, everyone agrees, mazonos alamichia, if you're going to have seven donuts, kadei svia, so then the first opinion would say, you still mazonos alamichia, the second opinion would say, hamotzi and benching. So what do you do? If you plan to have two after that, because we said that with pizza, you have to start oh, Amish remembers the shear from Sukkot's time. Kenai Nahara. Now, I'm, I'm not sure that two donuts would be the same thing as two slices of pizza, right? I'm not sure that's Kadei Svi, especially the... But those, like, melt in your mouth, you know? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yes? Also, 
obsessing. Um, would you have any problems in terms the of adding milk into the batter compared to the bread that you would put in the bread? Oh, so so generally, right? At least is bringing up the issue that adding bread, adding milk rather, into a bread is problematic, and that's in Simon Sadi Zayim that milk like bread is also to eat to the point where you're passing that it's even also to say a brach on if you want to eat it even though it's kosher the major exception that we find is that if it's cl- it doesn't look like bread then it wouldn't be an issue so that wouldn't be dependent on these two opinions either way you could add milk into the dough because it definitely doesn't look like regular bread well then this whole discussion doesn't apply because the whole discussion is saying that afterwards it still looks like bread. Well, it looks like bread. It, it doesn't mean that it looks mamish like a regular slice of Jewish rye bread. It means that it's possible kisnen. It's bread-like to the extent that if you have enough, you would wash and bench. But for milk, it's But not for milk, good. it wouldn't be a problem. Uh, would, um, would that mean that making French toast with the milk mixture would be also? Because you just said it doesn't look like bread, but French toast mamish looks like a slice of bread. You're not, you're not, you're not making a bread... You're not, the bread is not being made with the milk. You're adding Ooh, the milk. Yes. Yeah, so that was the question. Right, right. Does it, does it matter? So how about we'll do this? This might get us off in a little bit of a different area, of, which is a good discussion as well, the whole milk like bread, Shiloh. We have to start keeping notes. We have so many things we have to get to. I don't have a secretary yet. You know? Yeah, so we'll have to get more into that. Listen, because you could also argue, how could you ever put cream cheese on your bread? You're making a milk like bread. But it's not like you're soaking it into the bread and then... Oh, okay. So, so, so we'll... we'll, we'll. Hey, this year's available for sponsors. Yes, yes. Right. This year's available for sponsors. Okay, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Lemaise, it's mutter, though. It is mutter. We could, we could explore why. Okay. So we have this machlogus in the machaber. So what does the, the machaber himself come out? He says, V'yare shemayim yetzi yadei shnehem. So a yare shemayim should be careful for both opinions. V'lo yochel ela al yadei shiyavarich alechem achar techila. And therefore, better not to eat this kind of bread that's fried unless you first say, how much in a regular piece of bread? Okay, so the application to donuts would be if you want to have donut. five... Or, well, one donut, everyone would agree, is mazonas alamithya. If you want to have five donuts, that's kadeh svia, then the mechaber's eitzah would apply. Better to wash and have a slice of bread, real bread, and then you could have six donuts. When you tell most people, right, the Mechaber writes this regarding this Shaila and also regarding, like, granola. So some postgame, it's a whole discussion, what bracha do you make in granola bars? So to give the eitz that the Mechaber seems to give by granola, you should only have it mitocha suda. Not a very practical eitz, right? <laughs> if I'm having a granola bar right now, that probably means I'm not having a sandwich. <laughs> okay, that's another good question, what bracha do you make in granola? So here's the machlegis, the machaber, and the Ramah says, Vanogu lahakel. So let's just analyze the Ramah for a moment. <clears throat> Why is he saying Vanogu lahakel? Let's climb into the mind of Ramosha Israelis. Trying to make it a little dramatic, right? <laughs> Why is the Ramah saying Vanogu lahakel? So I have, a, I have a Chakira. Two ways of understanding this Ramah. Is the Ramah saying, as long as you're not having Kedai Svia, it's a question of a Durabanan. And therefore, Suffolk Durabanan Lakula, Suffolk Brachos Lahakel, be lenient. 
So that's one way of understanding the Ramah. The other way of understanding the Ramah might be that when he says he's not saying because really it's a suffix and therefore we're lenient. But maybe he's saying, our minig is to be mekel because we feel that's the ikershita. That's the, that's the real opinion that we go with. We paskin like the first shita in contrast to the Rebbeinutam. We feel that the brach of hamotzi is only based on the fact that it's baked, and if it's not baked, it's mazonos. Yesh lach bedin shel ramah. This is a hakira in the din of the ramah. Okay, what nafkamina would this Chakira have regarding whether or not there's a problem of pas akum or bishal akum with Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme? How would this, this Chakira we have in understanding the conclusion of the Ramah regarding what bracha you would make in this case of frying or boiling dough, how would that impact the question of Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts? Right, L'chorah, this has no connection to our discussion. <clears throat> but but let's, let's work it through for a moment. Our question was, when you take regular dough, so when it comes to donut dough, obviously you have so many of the things mixed in there, it's not gonna be hamotzi with just one donut, but the question is, do we view it in the category of pas, in which case it can have the heter of pas palter, or do we view it in the category of bishel, in which case there's no heter of palter, I don't care that it's a, a factory or a store, bishel akum is always usser. So one could argue, if you hold like the first opinion of the machaber over here in Kufsam Ches, that it's all based on the result, if it's boiled, it's considered cooked, so then there would be a major problem potentially of buying a donut from a place where there's no Jewish participation in that process. This is a violation of Bishel Akum potentially. If you hold like the second opinion, like there been a Tom, that I don't care that it's, that it's boiled or deep fried. It's regular bread dough beforehand, or in this case it's regular donut dough beforehand. And uh, I view it as possible bekisnen, but it's still in the general category of bread. In which case, you would have a heter of paspalter, and therefore there's there's no Jewish participation at Krispy Kremes or Dunkin' Donuts. But as long as you have hashkacha to know the ingredients are kosher, go ahead and buy it. So it seems like this machlokus regarding brachos would have a massive nafkamina on the question of bishol akum or, or pas akum I mean, with donuts. Depends on what the dough started from the beginning, bread or donut. So What's that? Depends on if it started as bread dough or donut dough. I'm saying, well, it, it for sure starts as donut dough, but the second opinion here would say that it's in the category of pas v'kisnen, in which case you would have that, that major heter of pas palter. The only real practical which happens to be a pretty major difference because if we're assuming that there's no mashkiach, you know, maybe there's a yotze v'nichnas, a guy comes in and out enough to make sure all the ingredients are kosher and we do our due diligence, but if he's not really involved with turning on the oven and, and, and putting in the donuts in any, any real way, 
So then it's wonderful, it's kosher ingredients, but it's still usher to eat. If you hold like the first opinion, it's bishalakum. So could you say like this? Well, when any hachshir gives a hachshir, I'm saying when the RB gives a hachshir on something, right? When they, are they telling you that they're only giving a hachshir on the, like if you find an OU on a, on a can of whatever it is, like, are they just telling you, I just want you to know the contents in here have been whatever, or are they saying it's okay to eat the food? So they're, okay saying, they're saying it's okay to eat it, but what we're doing is we're the hashgacha right now, right? You be the judge. You be the Rava Machshir. We're the ones deciding would we feel comfortable giving a hechsher to such a place. It's nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I actually had that question. Like, there's no you on frozen strawberries. I don't know if they're necessarily saying there's no bugs in the strawberries. They may be saying you could use it if you grind it up. I don't know. I wasn't sure, actually. So it may not always be... Okay, well, we'll have to address that in Mitzvah Shem. Yes. Another shear. Another shear. Bugs and fruit, right? <coughs> Bugs and fruit. Javi <laughs> <laughs> actually had a very good idea. Anybody who wants their topic discussed could sponsor Sunday morning thing. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like that. Not only are we lowering the price, but you get to choose the topic. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so so if, if we're the Rav HaMachshir, working together as a unified team, whether or not we feel comfortable giving Hashkacha, could you say as follows? It depends on how we understand these two words of the Ramah. If the Ramah is saying Nogula Hakil because it's a Durbanan and therefore be Makel. So in the context of Kufsam and Ches, being Makel means Jesse Mizonos and Alamichia, don't say Hamotzi and benching. Okay? But if you look in the context of Pas Akum versus Bishalakum, What's being more makel, to assume it's bread or to assume it's bishel? To assume it's bread. Then you're allowed to eat it, right? So maybe you could argue the same exact halacha the Ramah brings in Kufsan Mechas, Vanogu Lahakel, you're allowed to consider it mavushal, would tell us that when it comes to the Shaila of Pas Akum, Nogu Lahakel, you're allowed to consider it baked. Oyim Venora, right? The same two words of the Ramah coming out over here that it's mavushal would come out regarding our discussion that it's considered baked and it's bread-like and you have a heter of pas palter. I'm not getting enough positive affirmation for this. This is incredible, right? We're not really, we're not, not no. Am I being clear here? would work in both directions. So when I first learned this, right, I remember... I was four or five at the time. You know? <laughs> so, so, so I had this, this chap, I was going back and forth. This nogula, the hoka would come out lakula in a different direction. So after I found the tshuva of Rebavadi and the Yechavadas, who mamish makes this cheshbin. And he says, based on this, Suffolk, the Rebun lakula, you're allowed to consider it mazonos here, considering it's not kadesvia, and by pas, you're allowed to consider it a fia. And therefore, even if you don't have someone turning on the, uh, the oven, as long as you know the ingredients are kosher, you have the heter of pas palter. We're not done yet. I mean, how, how, how would that work? I mean, doesn't that create like a, con- I mean, a contradiction? Yes. A little bit? Yes. Welcome to the world of halacha. <laughs> but it's not a contradiction. It, it's being consistent in the principles of halacha. Nagula hakel means 
if you learn the Ramah like this, that you're allowed to take the lenient stance regarding this particular Shiloh because it's a lenient stance. And regarding eating donuts from Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme, I'm allowed to take the lenient stance because that's the Kula, even though it ends up in two different directions. It's a very intriguing idea, but we do find this. So, so again, again, because we're talking about donuts, right? We don't have a situation where you go to a place and they just deep fry regular bread dough and you eat that. That would be a debate as in Bazonos or Hamotzi. Because a donut is always mixed in with sugar and oil and other things, it's always going to be Mazonos. Right? The Shiloh would just be if you have enough of them that fill you up. So then you have to be machmir regarding bricha samazin and say hamotzi. Really, meaning when you're initially eating it, you're just eating one donut. It's only after you eat. Saying that because we paskin for the bracha to be mekel, so until you eat kedei svia, you're making a mezonos and alamichia. Once you have kedei svia, then it's hamotzi and bricha samazin. No, if you have in mind to have a dozen donuts in the beginning, that's, that's rough. Right, right. But if you have that in mind, then you would wash and say hamotzi. Ideally, the machabra would say, on a regular piece of bread. Just have a little bit of a piece of bread. So you might say, but I don't want the carbs. <laughs> I don't want extra carbs, right? The Diet Coke with the... Right. Now... This is what Rabbi Vadya writes in the Truva, and therefore he comes out lenient on this subject. However, take a look at the Mishnah Bura here in Sifkot and Ayin Hay. Again, I apologize for the, uh, the print here. This is right in the middle of Sifkot and Ayin Hay, where he says a little bit of a stipulation. Ach kolze Shalosh va'asa belilaso ava hayadaito le'afos pas. This whole discussion of do you make hamotzi or mazonos is when you made the bread dough, you had in mind to bake it as bread. Ella she'acher kach nimlach va'asa osan sufkanin. But then afterwards you changed your mind and you said, you know what, instead of using this for regular challah, I have enough challah, I want to make it into like a donut type thing. And then you decided to deep fry it or boil it. But if your intention the whole time was when you made the dough that you're going to boil it or deep fry it, even if you ate you would not bench, you would only make one bracha of me'en shalosh. Even if you had in mind to have 12 from the beginning. So this, this is a... You want to talk about monkey wrenches? <laughs> this is a massive monkey wrench. The Mishnah Brew is saying... And now we're getting recorded, so look like you're paying attention, okay? okay? I'm going to do more hand gestures. The Mishnah Brew seems to be saying that... The camera? <laughs> no, you're not even supposed to look at the camera. Don't look at the camera. Nod and look like you're really enjoying and, and mamish absorbing everything that I'm saying. The Mishnah Bura seems to be holding that 
if you mamish have this dough and your intention is the entire time to deep fry it or to boil it, then it's pushed, it's mazonos, and there's not even a suffix. Not even a suffix means that even if you're going to have kadeh, I'm going to have seven of these things. That's going to fill me up, but I'm always going to make mazonos alamichia. We view it like noodles. No, but he, what he's saying is that this whole machlokis is in a very unique case where I had in mind to bake it and then I changed my mind. If you were to go into Krispy Kremes or Dunkin' Donuts and ask the Shiloh, when you guys are making the dough, do you have in mind to bake it first and then suddenly just have this change of heart and then deep fry it? Or is that the intention the whole time? <laughs> the Meshkiach says, have in mind to bake it. And then, right? That might be called legal fiction, right? Lemais, of course, they have in mind to deep fry it. So according to the maskana of the Mishnah Bura, if that's the intention the entire time, bli shum suffolk, this is considered bishul. And therefore, lechara mavor mikan, that the Mishnah Bura would argue vehemently on the psak of Rebavadya. Rebavadya says, no gulahokel means you go lakula because of suffolk over here, you go lakula in this direction, suffolk over here. The Mishnah Bura would say, that has absolutely no application to donuts whatsoever. And we view it as bishul, not min ha-suffik, but min ha-din. <coughs> and therefore, there would never be a heter of pas palter when it comes to donuts, according to the hachra of the Mishnah Bura. So you might ask, I, we all ate donuts this morning, right? If you notice, I didn't. <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> so the Shail is, if really reviewing this as Bishel, and likely you're not having Jewish participation in the turning on of the ovens or the putting in of the donuts, how in the world is it mutter? Baruch Hashem, we said when it comes to Bishel, we have two conditions. It's not edible raw. Now in this case, obviously it's not edible raw. So you would have that condition. The second condition is that it's Ola Shulchan Malachim. And this we mentioned is very difficult. However, the Gedoli HaPoske Zmanenu Ubechlolem HaRava Belsky, Zecher Tzadik V'Kolosh Levrocha Rebelski was of the opinion that donuts are not Ola al-Shulchan Molochim. Boruch Hashem. Now some say the whole, the whole conspiracy theory he was paid by Dunkin' Donuts for that psaq. <laughs> it could be if you buy them at the Grove. <laughs> Those in Taco, <laughs> yes. But the Meister Rebelski held, as did others, that a donut's not Ola Shulchan Malachim, and therefore, even if we're learning like the Mishnah Brua against Rebavadia, you would still have a hatter to have a donut. La Maisa, La Maisa, is it Kedai, if you're giving a Heksher, now that we are the Rav HaMachshir, and we're discussing, should we give a Heksher to Dunkin' Donuts? If there's any way to have Jewish participation, even in some of the created methods we spoke about last week, you know, via your phone, whatever, the answer is yes, it's kedai to have Jewish participation, because this issue of Ola Shulchan Malachim is not Pashit. It's not Pashit. But according to Rebavadi, the Hatur is Pas Palter. That would not work according to the Mishnah Brura, but even in the Mishnah Brura's world, the Hatur would be that it's Bishal, but it's not Ola al Shulchan Malachim. Exactly. Exactly. I was still Machavid to Rebavadya, but that's not the Hachorah of the Mishnah Buru. But Rebavadya's argument is Mishnah Buru, he's saying even in 
It sounds like he's learning it that it's mamish or suffolk even in that case. Yes. It has nothing to do with it. It's saying that you're smarter on that particular case where you change your mind as well. Well, that's what the svar is going on, but Ravadia applies that even to a situation where they had in mind the whole time to bake, to, uh, to deep fry it, or to boil it. Lamaisa, we didn't get a chance to discuss coffee today, so maybe we could incorporate that to next week's discussion. But for now, enjoy your donuts. Shkoyach.